welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 76, People Don't Like Me. It's November 18th, 2022. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. I also happen to be a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is very difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moscovich. People don't like me. Wow. What a great topic. First of all, there are plenty of people who don't like me and I'm okay with that. Secondly, I've got some good news for some of you because for some of you, this is a problem. Like it's a common problem that you think people don't like you. And for some of you, it's true. And some of you, it's not true. So I'm going to cover and tease out some of the different things about people liking you or not liking you or vice versa in hopes that you'll get some traction and some new ideas and some new insights because it's this is a very very significant topic so let's get going so here's what I'm going to cover today I'm going to talk about the significance of this topic to start off with do a reality check I'm going to provide for you the rule of law, which you may or may not know. I don't know. I'm going to talk to you about cognitive distortions and how that will impact this topic. Reasons why people don't like me, just in case you're wondering. Uh, Reasons, general reasons why people don't like others. Um, I'm going to talk about sometimes it has nothing to do with you. I'm going to talk about things that are problematic or unattractive. I'm going to talk about self-awareness. If you're feeling rejected, I'm going to give you two areas to focus on. Uh, I'm going to talk about what people do like in other people because there's a nice long list for that. And then I'm going to give you just some general suggestions if this is one of your issues where you feel people don't like you and some takeaways and so a call to action. So here's, uh, if you're new to my content, uh, I hope you're going to visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com because, well, currently I have two giveaways, but uh, one will end soon. And so there's a, there's a giveaway. I happen to enjoy them. I started doing giveaways early on and they're They're really a lot of fun, Um, and I like them. So I like to do what makes me happy. So go to my website and enter my giveaway because that'll make me happy. Next, it's very important for you to know, and this is my disclaimer, that I am not a medical professional or therapist or medical professional in any capacity. And you as a consumer should get your therapy advice or medical advice from a licensed healthcare provider, of which I'm not. So there's my disclaimer. Next. If you're feeling hopeless, if life is too hard for you, if you're thinking about suicide or harming yourself or that you just can't do it, I'm asking you to interrupt that thinking and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. What I'm asking you is I'm asking you to interrupt those thinking, that thought pattern, and get into action. Tell people. Talk about it. There is help available. There's actually a lot of help available. It just might not be from the people who you'd like to help you, but take the help. So that's that. Now, before I get into the minutiae and the different aspects of people not liking you, I want to talk about the significance of this topic. So what we know in health is that loneliness and social isolation can increase premature death by up to 50%, making it a bigger threat than obesity. And that statement is from um, Brigham Young University. They did two meta-analyses from the research. 
So what we're finding or what they're finding in the research is that social connections, having friends, having love, having people and getting together with them is extremely significant for human health. Now we could add to that and say in the uh, Marion Diamond Research Lab, they did an experiment where they took the rats out of their cages and just talked to them lovingly and petted them. That's really all they did. And the rats increased the neuroplasticity of their brains, and the rats also had a 50% longer lifespan. So there's something to be said about having relationships, having enough social connections, and spending time with people in terms of human health. And this topic is very critical because oftentimes uh, you think that people don't like you. And sometimes people don't like you. And so we're going to just kind of just break this topic wide open. And hopefully you'll get some new ideas. But this is very significant. You want to be well loved. You want to have love in your life. You want to have friends in your life. You want to have social connections. And you want to spend time with people because that is really good for your health. All right, so we're going to talk about, so while you're listening to this podcast, by the way, my request, my request is that you not beat yourself up. This is what people do. People beat themselves up like viciously and, and constantly, and that's really just not helpful. So I just want you to listen to this podcast from an open mind and have maybe an aha moment. Like when I learn something that's not really the greatest about myself, I go, Ooh, Wow. And then I kind of chuckle and go, well, let's get going on that. Let's get working on that. Because I've, I've grown and developed over my entire life. And, um, you know, I just don't take things like, oh, that means I'm a terrible person. No. All right. So don't beat yourself up. So the first part of people not liking you is to do a reality check. Now, is it true that someone doesn't like you? Or maybe it's not true. Like, how do you know if someone doesn't like you? What are you basing that statement on? Let's say you're making a statement, well, so-and-so doesn't like me. What are you basing that on? What are the facts? Because here's what I know. Many of you listening to this podcast, because many people in the world have what's called a cognitive distortion. If you have a cognitive distortion, your thinking is not rational. So there's a flaw to your thinking. There's a flaw to how you reason. There's a flaw to your logic because it's irrational thinking. So if you're thinking irrationally, you're not going to arrive at the same conclusion that someone who thinks rationally will arrive at. And so the other piece that impacts this is low self-esteem. Low self-esteem is epidemic. It's uh, 85% of the population has low self-esteem and low self-esteem, although it's different from a cognitive distortion, like it's separate from a cognitive distortion, low self-esteem colors how you look at the world, it colors how you think, and it's, and it's a, first of all, it's a painful problem to have. Secondly, you know, it colors how you perceive life. So the first part of people don't like me is to do a reality check. And what is the basis for that statement? Like you might have to talk to a confidant or a trusted friend or someone you respect to kind of sort it out to see if it's a cognitive distortion that's leading you down that path or if it's your low self-esteem talking because you want to make it based on facts. So that's the first part is a little reality check. Because I, I mean, I've, I've been a life coach for a long time and, you know, I will have this conversation with people and sometimes when we flush it out, there's really, you know, a cognitive distortion, low self-esteem or something else at play and it's really not based on facts. It's not based on reality. So do a reality check, number one. Number two is what I call the rule of law. Now, some of you know this, some of you don't know this, some of you will like it. Some of you might not like it. I don't really know. But first of all, no matter who you are, no matter what kind of person you are, no matter what skills and personality traits, like no matter what, there are always, always going to be people who don't like you. 
That's the rule of law, meaning it applies to everyone, regardless of your socioeconomic status, regardless of your wealth or lack of wealth or your appearance or, you know, like it applies to everyone, regardless of your stature or status in life. It's the rule of law. Not everyone is going to like you. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. And I'll tell you what, I am ever so grateful that my wonderful mother, God rest her soul, taught me that when I was a young teenager, like young teenager. Like, I don't know. I might have only been 13, but it was like it was like an aha moment. We were driving the car and I was trying to understand why these girls like didn't like me. And and she was like, Lisa, doesn't doesn't matter. Like there are always going to be people who don't like you. And it was like, really? Really? Is that true? She was like, yes, it's true. And it is true. So, spoiler alert, if people don't like you because you're doing bad things or you have low self-esteem or cognitive, cognitive distortion, you want to get to work on yourself, okay? But other than that, assuming you're a good person, you know, there's just going to be people who you're not their cup of tea and you don't have to make it mean that there's something wrong with you or you're bad. Like, that's the rule of law. Not everyone's going to like you. And you know what? I always think, like, so what if people don't like me? Anyway, so next up, cognitive distortions. Well, I already mentioned them, but these get a little bit more of a mention right here, right now, because, you know, the reality is, first of all, cognitive distortions are extremely common. I have an entire podcast devoted to cognitive distortions, so this is not that podcast, but I do need to make enough of a mention that you get some understanding of how this, what role cognitive distortions play in people don't like me because they do play a role for some people. So cognitive distortions, as I mentioned, they're a form of irrational thinking. It's like a warped view of life, a warped way of thinking. Kind of think about when you go to a, a fun house or a funny house at a carnival, carnival fun house, you look in the mirror and they're all distorted. You know it's your image, but you also know, oh, you do not look like that. You are not that tall or, or they make you wide or they, you know, whatever they do, you know that it's a distortion you're seeing in the mirror. So it's a little bit like that. That's my analogy of that. Anyway, so let's say that you have a cognitive distortion like black and white thinking or all or nothing thinking. Well, then you're going to be thinking it's either they like you or they don't, or, uh, you know, like it's black and white. And I got news for you. There are some things that are black and white, but there are more things that are kind of shades of gray or there are things that, that influence it. And so it's not all or nothing. It's not black and white for everything. Now it is for some things, like you're either alive or you're dead, like, but you could be hanging in the balance where you're almost dead, you know, like, or you could be alive, but you're not fully engaged. You see there's like shades of life, there's shades of things. So all or nothing thinking or black and white thinking, which is a cognitive distortion, will impact whether you think someone likes you because either they do or they don't. And sometimes it's not that way. So another cognitive distortion that comes into play in particular, well, they probably all come into play on this topic, but I'm only going to mention a couple. So one of them is, it's very common. Well, they're all very common. Uh, and I think I go through like, I don't know, 17 or 18, you know, like I go through a lot of them on the podcast on cognitive distortions, but one of them that's common is called emotional reasoners. Emotional reasoners are using their emotions to reason instead of facts. So they're not coming up to on their conclusion. They're not basing their conclusion about whether someone likes them or doesn't like them based on facts. They're basing it based on their emotions and how they feel, which is very different than basing it on facts. So someone who's an emotional reasoner might, uh, come to the conclusion that someone doesn't like them because someone didn't get back to them. And in their world, they always get back to people. Therefore, 
it stands to reason that they must not like them or they'd be getting back to them. So they're using like their feelings and their emotions to reason with, reason with, which, which is not, which is not rational. So another one last cognitive dif distortion before we move on is someone who's always right. Being, always being right is a cognitive distortion that's also very common. Well, they're all very common, but some of them are more common. And, you know, if someone's always right, it's going to color their thinking. And I got news for you. No one, no one is always right. No one. Like, no. Okay, except for maybe God. Like, you know, us human beings, no one's always right. So, a cognitive distortion could be a play in this topic. And it's important for you to know that because, you know, we want you to come up with rational and logical and true and valid conclusions in life. So if you're constantly thinking someone doesn't like you, uh, well, it could be a cognitive distortion. It could be low self-esteem and it could be some other things which we're going to get into. So I want to give you the top, the top nine reasons why people don't like me. I know. Listen, I thank God I learned that at a young age. Like, oh my gosh, that's like one of the best lessons. So one of the reasons people don't like me is because I'm too happy. Yes. Like that's a reason some people don't like me. And I've been told that. So I know it's a fact because when someone says, well, you're too happy and that's why I don't like you, then you know, that's why they don't like you. Another reason is I'm too organized. I'm too blunt. I'm too energetic. I'm too nice. Um, some people view me as too put together. And for some people, um, it's not so much that they don't like me, but it's like my life is too hard or too painful for them or too much of like their life that they haven't dealt with. Um, and in a few instances, not many, but in a few, uh, people have been envious or jealous. And in a few instances, uh, we did talk about that. And uh, so, you know, it is what it is. And another reason, the ninth reason people, some people don't like me is because I'm always up to something. Yes, I am always up to something because that's how I'm organized and that's how I do life and that's what I like. Because um, I like being happy and I like doing what makes me happy. So I do the things that make me happy. And it just so happens that, you know, like I'm up to something. So, that gives you a sense. Now, is there something wrong with me because I'm a very happy person? No. Does Is that a bad trait? No. There's nothing wrong with being happy or being organized or being up to something. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. It's just that for some people, that's like nails on a chalkboard and they, they can't stand it. So now I want to talk to you about reasons why people don't like others, like in general. So this is not about you. This is just generally speaking, why do people not like other people? Now, some of this is going to apply to you and you might not be awake and aware to recognize that this applies to you. So just kind of open your heart and open your mind and just listen and, uh, you know, if it applies to you, it applies to you. All right. So sometimes people don't like other people because they feel inferior to them. Now, when someone feels inferior to someone else, it may not be because the person did something to make them feel inferior. That could be because they have low self-esteem. It could be because it could be because of a number of reasons, but it is one reason why some people don't like other people because they feel like they're, you know, inferior. So another reason is sometimes uh, people find others annoying. And, you know, even if it's a good quality, sometimes they're annoyed by people who have the qualities that they feel themselves are lacking in. I already mentioned envy and jealousy. Most people, by the way, won't cop to that. If that's true, most people will not admit that. I mean, it was a surprise back in the day that this woman did admit that. And we talked about things that she could do. Um, sometimes people are not going to like other people because they remind them of someone from their past who they didn't like. 
Like you're not the person from their past. You have no relation to them, but you might have a personality or traits or do something that reminds them of someone from the past that they didn't like. Or sometimes it's because you have a name that they can't stand. Another reason is they don't trust you. Like people generally don't like people they don't trust. Another reason that people sometimes don't like others is because they're projecting their emotions onto other people. So when people are projecting their emotions onto someone else, it's typically the difficult emotions that they can't be with. So they might be angry with someone or they might be really upset with someone. They can't deal with their own emotions, so they project it onto someone else. Cognitive distortions, I've already covered. That's a big one. Now I'm going to talk about behaviors. There are certain behaviors in the world and in life that people, generally speaking, don't like. Like they don't like a little bit. They don't like at all. They don't like. So these behaviors are things that will make people, you know, kind of, not want to be your friend, not want to be in your posse, not want to be in your circle. So the first one is gossiping. No, people, people will engage in gossip, but if you're the person who kind of perpetuates gossiping and you're really kind of the gossip that gets things instigated, people are not going to want to be really close with you because the minute you're not with them, they're going to think that you're gossiping about them. So nobody likes a gossip. I mean, people do it. Some people like to do it, but nobody in, in general likes to be associated with someone who's a known gossip. Backstabbing, nobody likes that. Cheating, infidelity, liars, liars of any kind, being irresponsible, being vindictive, being mean or cruel, selfish or greedy, and even being self-loathing. Now, self-loathing can be part of, and usually is part of, low self-esteem, but that, you've got to understand people, that's painful for other people. To see you viciously and chronically beating yourself up or, and like you're not good enough and you're not worthy and you're not deserving, you can fix that. You can mend that. You can heal that. And that's painful and that's something that people don't like. All right, another thing people don't like in the behavior realm to wrap the behaviors up is people who don't keep their promises. People want reliable, trustworthy people in their life. So if you're making promises, and it may not be to them, it may be to your kids or your spouse or your significant other or your whoever, and you don't keep your word, people are going to see that you're just not reliable, you're just not trustworthy. And people don't like that. So you just have to accept. I mean, do you like these behaviors? I mean, come on. No. Who likes those behaviors? The only people who like those behaviors or find them acceptable are the people who engage in them. Liars, cheaters, backstabbers, gossips, they, they pretty much don't see anything wrong with that. That's fine. But you're not that, and that's not for you. And if you're doing that, that might be a, that's actually a very good reason for people not to like you or trust you or want to be with you. All right, now there's some personality traits that are uber common, very common, common like Google, that we don't really talk about, but these are things that will repel people. They're a turnoff, they're not attractive qualities, and quite frankly, you know, like they're very common, but people won't, people aren't self-aware enough to go, oh yeah, that's me, oh yeah, that's me. And because it's a little kind of an ouch. So some of these traits are kind of like an ouch. And I had, by the way, I have most of them, not all of them, but almost all of them. And I'm going to talk about what I did about that in a minute. So nobody likes arrogance. Nobody likes to know it all. Nobody likes somebody who's really opinionated, judgmental, harsh, righteous, critical, closed-minded, or thinks they're better than other people. People just don't like that. Now, back in the day... <laughs> Back in the day, I was working on myself, doing my growth and development work, and I realized, oh my gosh, I was arrogant, a know-it-all, opinionated, righteous, and judgmental. Now, I wasn't closed-minded, and I wasn't particularly critical, but that was like, oh my gosh, like I will not forget the moment that I realized that about myself, because of course, that's like a little ouch. 
well, guess what? I went to work on owning that, like really owning that's who I could be in life and who who I could be and sometimes how I showed up. Now, I didn't show up like that all the time or I would have never been able to accomplish some of the things that I did accomplish prior to that recognition. So it's like leaves a bad taste in your mouth and it's unpleasant, but it's it's a temporary thing if you actually really get to work and own it. And I mean like, Claim it, own it, really own it to your bones. And then later in life, I was doing a speech, my icebreaker speech for Toastmasters in a club that I was, you know, had been in for a little bit. And I was telling them that I was righteous, arrogant, opinionated, know it all, and all that stuff. And they were in hysterics. And I was not intended to be a funny part of the speech, actually. Actually, none of the speech was really intended to be funny, but they were laugh they laughed like the whole way through it. And at the end I found out, oh well the reason I mean I was like, what? What like what are they laughing about? What in the world is so funny? I just couldn't figure it out. Of course I was also talking and continued on in my speech. Oh, it was because they could not believe and thought I was joking that I was righteous, opinionated, and know-it-all, arrogant. I mean, like, they really thought that was a joke. And so after the speech, when I was kind of debriefing with people, I was like, oh, no, no, I am righteous. No, I am arrogant. No, I am all those things. And they just laughed all the harder. And so after the speech, much later, I was processing my emotions about that and trying to kind of make sense of that. Like, how how is it they could find it so funny? How is it that they could not believe me? And after a while, it was like, oh, because I own those traits. I own them. I own them. Like, they're mine. And because I own them, they just don't need to show up. Like, they do show up now and then, but they don't have to show up. So here's the thing. We all have the capability of being mean sometimes. We all have the capability of making mistakes or criticizing someone or being judgmental. We, we all have those capabilities and traits sometimes. The power is in owning them because then you become authentic and real. Like, you know, it's authentic and real to say, you know what, sometimes I can be a jerk. Sometimes, you know, I'm not that nice. Or sometimes I'm selfish. Or sometimes whatever. Like, there's power in that. And people love it, by the way, when you can be authentic. And I'm not talking about, like, beating yourself up. I'm talking about authentically owning and claiming any traits or characteristics you have that are not, like, the really great nice ones. So own your mistakes, be authentic, and just recognize, look, you know, there are more people who are righteous, arrogant, opinionated, know-it-alls, judgmental, than there are not, but they're not owning it. And so they're not coming across really great. And those are things that people will find objectionable. Now, the next piece of this, so we've talked about some behaviors and we've talked about some personality characteristics or traits. And I want to tell you that sometimes you come to this conclusion that people don't like you and it has nothing to do with you. So you've come up with the wrong conclusion or you made your conclusion erroneously. So sometimes people will like have a deep or problematic life challenge that they're dealing with and they just have to kind of withdraw, retreat, or cocoon and deal with it. But you're taking their lack of response or their lack of communication or their lack of whatever as they don't like you. Well, sometimes it means they don't like you, but sometimes it has nothing, like zero to do with you. Sometimes people are ashamed or embarrassed about their own life. So it won't be about you. It has nothing to do with the fact that they like you or they don't like you. They're just dealing with their, themselves. And they might be ashamed or embarrassed about their life or about something they did or about what's going on or who knows. They might have too much on their plate. If they're a caregiver of any kind, it's very likely that has to come into play. Sometimes people get stuck or they get stalled or they just have a lot of fears or they have a lot of 
anxiety, they might be depressed. Like sometimes people don't respond to you and it has zero to do with you. So it's helpful to keep that in mind when you're doing a reality check because you really don't know what someone else is going through. Like you're not them. You're, you don't have the same history. Even if you grew up in the same family, you're not the same people. You don't deal with things the same. So sometimes it has zero or nothing to do with you. And you might mistakenly think that it has everything to do with you. So the next thing is really a question, which is, are you doing things that people don't like? Well, I don't know. Are you? Well, I don't know. Are you? Well, you may be. I mean, like, listen, if you're hanging out with the gossip, whether that's at work or the neighborhood or wherever, people are going to, some people are going to know that and shy away from you. Like I remember someone saying about my mother, oh yeah, well, your mother's cool because she's not a gossip. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, in my religion, gossip is a sin. So, you know, you want to avoid that unless you want to put that on your list for confession. And here's the other thing. If you're doing bad things, like lying, cheating, infidelity, whatever, people are going to want to avoid you even though you're not, like, lying to them or you're not cheating on them or you're not betraying them because people feel like birds of a feather flock together and often that's true it's not always true but it's so many it's frequently it's true more than you would know and so it's kind of like guilt by association people don't want to hang out with people who are doing bad things they don't so are you doing things that people don't like well I don't know I already covered traits that are very common and I've covered behaviors that are also common. Those are things people don't like. So you have to look and see. This is where you have to look inward. You have to look at yourself and say, hmm, am I doing anything that people don't like? Now, back in the day in my friend group, we had this woman who was having an affair, which we didn't know because we wouldn't approve of that because that's me. That's doing something very cruel to someone who doesn't know about it. Like, you know, if it's an affair and it's infidelity, obviously there's an innocent party who doesn't know, and that's cruel. I mean, that's just not nice. So she hid it from us because she knew we would not be accepting of that. We wouldn't want to associate with that. You know, you have to kind of manage your own reputation, and part of that is by who you hang around with. So if you're doing bad stuff, knock it off. But there's a couple other things that people find generally either unattractive or problematic. I already mentioned self-loathing. That might be a sleeper to you because you know you're hard on yourself. You might not realize the impact that has. It's painful for other people. It is painful to see someone who is so self-loathing and hates themselves or just can't stand themselves. It's painful. I'm telling you, it's painful. And people don't like pain. People aren't good at pain. People aren't good at dealing with pain. They don't like pain. So if your self-loathing or your self-esteem is that low, you could be turning people off because it's too painful for them. And that's reasonable, by the way. It's reasonable to say, you know what? That person is doing something bad and that's too painful for me to watch. Like, it's too painful for me to be around people who are committing adultery. It's too painful. Because I know they're like doing something awful to someone who doesn't know about it. And that's painful. I just don't want to be around that kind of stuff. I don't want to have to think about it. So people who are too self-loathing or their self-esteem is too low, that can be painful. It really is painful for other people. So get to work on it because you can fix that. The other thing that's sometimes problematic or is at least very unattractive, or at least we know from the research it's unattractive, is people who are negative thinkers. Now, there's people who are negative thinkers, and then there's people who are negative thinkers. It's just not generally something that people are drawn to. So you should be aware of that, and you can become a little more positive if you want to be. Not being assertive. This kind of falls under the low self-esteem, self-loathing in that people don't like to see you getting exploited. 
they don't like to see you being used by other people. They, they don't like to see it because it's painful. It's painful to watch. It's painful to watch someone be badly treated. So not being assertive is something that can, can be problematic. Now, by the way, assertiveness not being aggressive. Assertive, I have a whole podcast about that. But anyway, not being assertive can be a problem because you might be exploited, used, and, and that's painful. Now, not taking care of yourself. You may think it's nobody's business whether you take care of yourself or not. But sometimes when you're not taking care of yourself, it's painful for other people to see because they can see you're not taking care of yourself. They can see that you're kind of like tanked or struggling or whatever. Yeah, people can see that. That's why you got to get up every day, take a shower, do your grooming. You've got to engage in self-care because it's attractive to other people and it's really good for you. But it's one of those kind of little sleeper things that you think, oh, doesn't matter. Well, we want you to have love and friends and social connections, so you got to take care of yourself. And I already mentioned self-loathing, so beating yourself all, up all the time. And by the way, if you're beating yourself up all the time, there's something called your inner critic, which is separate from low self-esteem. It's And everybody has an inner critic. And uh, your inner critic's job is to say negative, nasty stuff to you, but you can tame it. You can tame it, tell it where to go, tell it where to, what to do. <laughs> that actually is very fun. When you get to that point when you've worked on yourself and you've tamed your inner critic and your inner critic rears its head to go, wah, 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 and you go, ah, I'm going to tell you right where to go and laugh and have fun with it. So those are some things that will cause people to either not like you or kind of, you know, not want to be around you. All right, so self-awareness is the place to start because it's the springboard for learning how to deal with your emotions. It's the springboard to emotional intelligence. And it's just a great foundation for living because you want to be self-aware. You want to, you know, if you have a cognitive distortion, don't you want to know that? Like, wouldn't you want to know you're using irrational thinking? Well, I would hope you'd want to know that. Why would you not want to know that? Because the power of self-awareness is getting who you are for yourself, who you are for other people, and being able to, you know, get to work on anything that doesn't work. Like, that's the power. Now, in this whole topic of people not liking you, um, sometimes you will feel, you will have pain and suffering, and you will feel rejected. Like, that's kind of part of... If you think people don't like you, or you think a person doesn't like you, or this woman doesn't like you, or this man doesn't like you, or this these people won't have you in their posse, or whatever, then you can feel really upset, you can feel rejected, you can feel all kinds of sadness, and that's reasonable. So you want to deal with your emotions. Whatever emotions you have, get them out on the table, deal with them, manage and process them. But here's the thing. You don't have to take it personally, because it's almost assuredly it's not personal. Now, if you are doing some of the things that I talked about, then it then it's kind of personal in that they don't like that, but it's not you they don't like. It's your behavior, or it's your trait, or it's how you're treating someone else, or whatever you're doing. So you don't have to take it personally. I'm a big, I'm a big, big, big fan of not taking things personally because it's so powerful. It is so powerful. All right, enough about that. So two things to focus before I get to the list of what do people like. I've covered a lot of stuff that people don't like. So two things to focus on on this road that kind of take your eye off of the problem. So let's say we're talking about a problem of people don't like me. All right, I'm going to set that problem aside and I'm going to give you two things to focus on that will help you kind of address people don't like me. One is happiness. Happiness is this huge, amazing playground, and there's a lot of things involved, and you want to grow your skills and abilities to be happy, because A, you'll feel better, it's better for your health. Happiness is a very, very attractive quality to other people. It's a very attractive quality. 
and you'll feel better. And there's tons of health benefits. And I have lots of podcasts that will help you with happiness. So you see, take your eye off of the ball of people don't like me. Start focusing on things that make you happy and do things that make you happy. So there's one piece. The other piece is to be up to something. Well, I just gave you something to be up to. You could be up to taking a road to happiness. I actually just did a Newsweek article. Uh, on, you can find on Newsweek.com under the expert tab, or you could just go to my profile page on the Newsweek Expert Forum Experts, and you'll find all of my articles and all of my quotes from Newsweek. But I just did an article recently about taking a road trip to happiness. So I'll give you kind of an outline of where to go. So there's something you could be up to. You could be up to self-care. You could be up to any number of things, but be up to something. Because quite frankly, while a lot of people aren't up to something, people love it when other people are up to something. It's like it inspires them. It gives them hope. It gives them ideas. Sometimes it gives them motivation or encouragement. Like people like it. They like being around people who are up to something, even if they're not. And sometimes just being around someone who's up to something, you know, gives that person the inspiration. So be up to something and put happiness all over your life. All right, now, so let's talk briefly about what do people like. So I've covered all this ground about things people don't like. So, well, here's the thing. One thing people like is honesty. Nobody likes a liar, but what people love is honesty. Now, sometimes people go, oh, I don't like them because they're too blunt. Well, that's not something that most people don't like. Most people, even if they don't like what you said, they appreciate that you were honest because they know you're not going to go backstab them or do something bad because you were blunt and you're honest. So people like honesty. People love integrity. They love it when people keep their word and promises. Why? Because people like reliability and trustworthiness. People like happiness. That's three. Four, people like responsibility. People, generally speaking, now this isn't a general list, okay? Generally speaking, people do not like it when you're irresponsible. Just general, generally speaking. Well, why? Well, because if you're being irresponsible, you might be codependent or you might have an enmeshment with someone. Like, you know, it's just not something people generally like. They like to see people being responsible. Number five, people love kindness. Six, people love it when you're compassionate with other people and you're compassionate with yourself. They like assertiveness. Now, not a, not being aggressive. Sometimes people collapse assertiveness with aggression. And assertiveness, there's no part of of aggression in being assertive. Okay, that's a that's a myth or a mistake. People like it when you're taking care of yourself. They like a healthy self-esteem. So that's not a hubris-filled self-esteem. That's not a you know, an arrogant self-esteem. Oh, look at me. It's a reasonable, healthy level of self-esteem. Another thing, number 10 people love is people love authenticity and realness. When you can be your authentic self and be real with people, people eat that up because it gives them permission to be human. It gives them permission to be flawed. It gives them permission to 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 be real themselves. So people love it when you're authentic and real. Well, um, the next thing is rational. Whether you believe it or not, rational people can figure out that you're not rational. You might not know you're irrational. You might not know you have a cognitive distortion, but I can promise you that some people have figured out that the way you think makes no sense. So get rational, because people like rational, logical, reasonable people. People like goodness. People like pe people who are grateful, like not entitled, but grateful. People like people who are optimistic, open-minded, thoughtful. The next one is interesting. People like people who are interesting. I know. Well, it is, it is what it is. People like something. people who are up to something, as I already mentioned. People also like people who are generous. They might not be generous, but they like it in other people. And I already mentioned being trustworthy. 
So there's 20 qualities, traits, or behaviors that characteristics that people generally love. Like if they're attractive qualities. And I don't know, did I mention goodness? Goodness is on the list. So you want to be, you know, want you want to have people like you. Yes, you do. That you know, but you want to be real. You want to be yourself. So for some of you, you might have to make some changes. For some of you, you might have to get to work on your self-esteem or, you know, recognize which cognitive distortion if you have one. So I'm going to now kind of wrap this up with some overall suggestions for if people don't like you. I've already made several suggestions, things not to do, traits not to have, or traits to own. Some of them you just have to own. Like I own, I can be righteous, judgmental, arrogant, opinionated. Like I own all of that. I'm not proud of that. I'm not like, woohoo, look at me. I can be all those things. No, I'm not proud of that. But quite frankly, I own them so much, they almost hardly ever show up. I mean, they're there. I know they're there. All right, so here's uh, 10 suggestions <laughs> to get you going on top of some of them are repeats. But so number one. If you're doing things that people don't like, stop doing those things. Like, yeah, stop lying or cheating or gossiping or back. You know, like, stop doing things that people don't like. Number two, growth and development. This is the path that is the access to love. It's the access to happiness. It's the access to having life be easier. Life is always going to be hard. I hate to break it to you. However, when you grow skills and abilities and get new habits and practices, life becomes easier. It's like having power tools. Now, if you get on the road to growth and development, you have power tools, power drill, power hammer, power everything. And somebody else across the street is building their house. So you're building a house and they're building a house. They don't have power tools. Well, who's going to have an easier time building a house? You with the power tools. You with the skid steer or skid loader or caterpillar equipment. Like you're going to have a way better time, easier time, and get the job done better, faster, and quicker if you have power tools versus the person across the street building a home with no power tools. Growth and development are the power tools for life. So that's that. Number three, self-care. I already mentioned that, but this is a foundation for a happy life. It's a foundation for a healthy life. And it is going to be one of the reasons that some people either are attracted to you as a person because you're taking care of yourself or they're kind of going to want to go, mm, and they're really, they're not, not doing well. Uh, Self-compassion. That's very important. Now, next, I recommend that you get a team or at least a buddy. Why? Life is hard. Why? You don't want to do life alone. No, don't do life alone. Even if you're single, get a posse, get some friends and say, hey, we're going to go on a journey to happiness or we're going to be up to something. What can we, you know, and make it fun, make it playful, have parties, have events. You can have a theme. You can have characters from your favorite movie. You can do whatever you want, but you can have a wildly fantastic, amazing, great time. Even with, if it's just with one buddy, one person, or with a team, like it could be like the most amazing journey. Really, like no kidding, could be. All right, next I recommend you set up a reward system. I have an article on Newsweek.com about that. I've talked about that in a blog post, a YouTube video, and a podcast. Yes, you want to have a reward system because life is hard. And change is not easy. So you want to change your life so it's easier, better, funner, more rich and rewarding. So yeah, get a reward system. Set some goals and start making plans. We know from the research setting goals will help you be happier. So start on that. And then while you're in this process, what's going to really be helpful in the area of having people like you is for you to embrace your imperfections. Now, I know that's not easy for most people. I have a whole podcast about that. But start that journey where you can embrace your imperfections. You know, own and claim those traits that are mm, 
not the best trades, but if you really, really own them, and like I'm talking about like seriously own them, they won't have a hold on you, you know, and you'll be able to say, you know, I write you some, you know, and so when you hear me doing that or you hear me being, just, just call me out on it. Like that would be amazing. Bring happiness into your life with intention. I have so many materials that will help you with that. But that's a very attractive quality. And even though I know some people don't like me because I'm too happy, so what? That's really sad. I think that is like the saddest thing, that some people don't like me because I'm too happy. That says nothing about me. It says everything about them. So last and last suggestion is to get to Get on the journey to tame your inner critic. Now, my podcast on self-care and self-compassion, because taming your inner critic is really bringing self-compassion to the table, that will help you with that. So there's some additional suggestions because, you know, there's, there's lots of ways to get going on this. So here's my takeaways. Number one, it's time to recognize you that not the rule of law is not everyone is going to like you, period. That's a fact. Number two, it's time to start looking at yourself and become self-aware. Like, how do you come across to others? What impact do you have on others? And what impact do you want to have? And number three, it's time to build a team or at least get a buddy and make this the most fantastic, amazing, fun, remarkable journey into growth and development. So I hope my call to actions, I hope they're going to start getting to work on yourself because it will make life easier. You want to have power tools. Yes, you do. And I'm asking you to share this podcast with other people because you want to help them. All right, that's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 76, People Don't Like Me. I hope you've gotten some new ideas and you can get some traction on this because it might not be what you think. And I hope you're going to just go live a happy, really great life. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically and visit my website to enter my current giveaway. And I appreciate you. I love you. Hang in there. Take care for now.